there, Wolt Chums. Before we get started with this episode, we wanted to add a little bit of a disclaimer. On this episode, we will be discussing non-hunger-based eating, but not specifically disordered eating patterns. If you feel like you might have a serious issue with eating disorder, please go ahead and maybe skip this episode and head over to the National Eating Disorders Association to get help. You can find them at nationaleatingdisorders.org. And Donald will also put that link in the show notes. So without any further adieu, uh, enjoy this episode. And welcome to another food free for all episode of We Only Look wow. Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. Uh, there are free snacks in the break room. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, this is We Only Look Thin. I can't remember if I said that. I'm Catherine Weigel. I've lost 120 pounds or so. I've kept it off for about six years. I'm a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, uh-huh. a Thrive Global Certified Coach, oh, yeah. and with me today is my dapper co-host, Donald Weigel, dapper Donald Weigel, and uh, I have lost about 100 pounds. I have kept it off for about six years, and uh, we're here to tell you about it. We are. This is the second time we're telling you about this particular topic. Yes. Which is, yes. Uh, uh, we're, we're actually on part two. Of, of last week's episode. Yeah. So uh, last week we talked about non-hunger eating, types of non-hunger eating. And uh, this week uh, – so if you haven't heard that one, you might want to go back and listen to it first. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, this is sort of like listening – like watching The Godfather Part 2 before you watch yeah. The Godfather or Empire Strikes Back before you watch Star Wars. And it's also that good. Yeah. It's as good as those things. I actually recently listened to one of my favorite book series, uh, The Thursday Murder Club. Oh, yeah. And uh, Walt Chum, friend of the show, three-dimensional friend, uh, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you doing today? Uh, she uh, posted about a book that she really liked. And I was like, you know what? I trust Nicole. I trust her judgment, and so I'm going to read it. So I read it, and I really liked it. And then she uh, sent me a message and was like, hey, noticed you read the, the this book. What's that about? And I said, oh, yeah, it was really great. You suggested it. And then she's like, yeah, that was the second in the series. You should go back and read the first Thursday Murder Club because you read the second one. And I was like, well, it was kind of like the prequel. I like, forgot that you listened to the second one before the first one. Those books are great, too, by the way, if you like, yeah. like a cozy murder mystery. They're but, really, really good. But like, there's always exposition, which I learned uh, was a word about like the explanation before the actual story. So basically, like every single Harry Potter book starts with like Harry Potter, who was a boy wizard who lived with a bunch of like doof aunt and uncles, then went on to Hogwarts, and then there was a bad guy. I don't want to spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. Geez. But like at the beginning of books, there's generally like enough context to let you know, like, oh, these people know each other. Like, he's a wizard. Um, there aren't any wizards in Thursday Murder Club, though. Yeah. Like, that that isn't really a spoiler. <laughs> like if you were expecting a spoiler. No, there are no there are no wizards, dark or otherwise. But I think you in particular, I think, have said that if there isn't like a wizard or a time machine in anything, you're not interested. Yeah, generally speaking, if it if it if it could happen in real life, I don't wanna I don't wanna but for some reason like Murder mysteries, especially if they happen in another country yeah. like that, I'm interested no, in. No, American like, murder I have, is I have very read boring. every every like original Sherlock Holmes book, for example. Yeah, like I really like those. Yeah, but in America, you like hearing about something that happens in, say, like Poughkeepsie. That's not as exciting yeah. as something that happens in Devonshire. Okay, so anyway, go back, <laughs> and if you haven't listened mm. to last week's episode, you should probably listen to that one first. Although you probably could, you know, listen to this one and and figure it out. When you go to comedy clubs, they put like a little red light at the back of the room when it's time to wrap it up, and Donald has officially put <laughs> the wrap-up music on uh, my banter. Well, before we get into the episode, there was something you wanted to do, and there so I thought do. perhaps you might want 
to do that. So uh, I habitually, when we before we record a podcast and Donald is putting everything together, I always have to go to our podcast app. And there's a choice. It is not a mandate. It's just something I do. Uh, is I want to see how many, how many, so many likes disclaimers. or how many stars we've gotten on the on how many the, how many reviews yeah. on Apple Podcasts? How many reviews on Apple Podcasts? And we actually got a new review today, and that, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. So I thought we would start out the episode with uh, with talking about that before we get into the 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 bulk of the episode. Um, so uh, the uh, this rating or review is from Priority Photo. Hello. It's easy to spell. It's not like yeah. whatever. Okay. So it says thank you. And then it has stars, which is all, all, all five of the stars. Yeah. We appreciate that very much. So uh, Priority Photo says, I started listening back in November. Um, I immediately went to episode one and I'm currently listening to episode 110. So if I do the math, it'll probably take Priority Photo like five months to get to listening to this episode where we talk about them. Yeah. Like, hey, I hope you're still pace. enjoying it. Yeah, I hope. I hope you yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. That's I ha- funny. I have revised my review. <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like May or June. They'll be like, oh, hey, you read my review. Yeah. Uh, so I listen on the way to and from work and I can wholeheartedly say you two are truly an inspiration. Thank you. And Thank you're you. welcome. And that is also correct. That is correct. <laughs> I have lost over 40 pounds with about eight more to go to my goal weight. Hooray. Hooray! The knowledge picked up from this podcast is invaluable. There is no finish line, and the things I have learned from the two of you will carry me once I hit my desired goal weight. It's hard to put into words how much your podcast has meant to me on this journey venture. Correct, again. Aww. No, but like, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that, that really is wonderful. And congratulations on the uh, the 40-pound weight loss. That is no, uh, no easy thing to do. No, and I know we've gotten, uh, we're in year seven, question mark? We have started Year Started seven. year yes. seven. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> we, 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 we have a, Every a, week. a little over six years. Is that is that better? That's fine. Yeah. No, but after all this time knowing that we're getting new listeners, whether it's from uh, Lose It or Everyday Health or uh, the dark web where Donald spends his time. Yeah, I spend uh, most of my time on the dark web. She refers to Reddit as the dark web. I don't know what happens. That's too many. I go to Reddit and like look at people's like pictures of Funko Pops and like people asking I questions don't know. about I don't have time for that. Calories I'm too in, busy. calories out and she calls it the dark web. I'm too busy figuring out new and interesting ways to decide how to eat food that isn't based on actual hunger to head over to your reddits and do things. Uh, so which is what we're going to talk about but honestly thank you so much Priority Photo for your review and everyone else I maybe we can just do a whole episode where we just read lovely reviews but uh, that one just really struck me, and I we we so appreciate it. And so now, with no further ado, we will talk about what we're going to talk about. Donald, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about non-hunger-based eating. And uh, we have a, a new listener named Dave. I won't read the whole email, but I read the entire email last in the last episode. Dave asked about different types of eating uh, because he heard us mention revenge eating and secret eating and wanted to to get a deeper dive into uh, different non-hunger-based eating. And so we thought that was a great idea. And, you know, one of the keys to hitting my goal weight and keeping my weight off was really realizing when I was invoking loopholes and making excuses in instead of, you know, doing like actually taking agency in my life and and really making choices that that could get me to my goal weight, you know, and, and essentially, you know, to put it another way, I realized how much I was lying to myself all the time about the reasons why I was eating something. And so um, these are a whole bunch of uh, non-hunger-based eating sort of excuses that we use uh, in order to eat things that that we hadn't planned or that aren't on our plan. Well, and before we get started with that, I know we did the disclaimer on the last episode, but if you feel like you have a serious eating disorder, head over to nationaleatingdisorders.org to get professional help. There are so many actual professionals with with medical degrees, with specific understanding of uh, the detailed psychology and the background of food. This is 
uh, our experience with all of the different random ways food impacts our life in the day-to-day, uh, not in the clinical way, but in the sort of practical day-to-day, how do we trip over food all the time? Yeah, exactly. And so last week, we talked about all-or-nothing eating, emotional eating, secret eating, social eating, impulse eating, and multitasking eating. And um, so if you uh, if you are interested in any of those, uh, go back and give that episode a listen. Um, and, you know, the idea here is to to try and listen for the types of things that you might be doing. Listen for the ones that are resonating with you and, you know, ones that that you're not doing, ones that you're like, oh, I don't do that. That's going to be somebody else's like number one, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a trick that they're pulling on themselves, so to speak. Um, and so uh, the first one for this episode, uh, I like to call grazing. Grazing. And and that is sort of just telling yourself, it's only a handful. Yeah. Like, oh, I just had a handful of nuts. I just had a handful out of the candy dish on Barbara's desk at just work. Passing <laughs> just passing just by. Just passing by. Just passing by. I only grabbed, like, it was only a small amount. Or, or perhaps it's just, you know, you are you know, you're also habitually like eating something at a certain time or, or you just don't even think about like, like grabbing something as you're, as you're walking around on the go because you just always do it. Right. And a lot of times uh, that in the, in the weight loss world, uh, it's called BLTs, bites, licks, and tastes. Oh yeah. Uh, They talked about that in Weight Watchers. uh, But that sort of like, oh, well I'm making, I'm prepping dinner and I'm just like, you know, having some cheese and crackers while I'm making dinner. That's what grownups do, right? Or you're making uh, food for your kids and you're just grabbing a couple of potato chips while you're doing it. And there's there's a difference between like tasting the sauce to make sure it's flavored enough. Yeah. And another where you like put aside three meatballs and some sauce and like eat that with some cheese and bread while you're making while dinner. While you're making which dinner, Which is definitely yeah. something I used to do. And paying attention to that because a lot of times we don't know we're doing it. It's just, you know, like, oh, I didn't eat that much today. And then when you actually go back and look at the secret like nanny cam footage, right. you're just <laughs> never, you never stop. Yeah, Catherine has a secret nanny cam in our kitchen. So <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. So I've that, got like teddy bears everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I thought she just had a teddy bear collection, but each one of them has a camera in it so that she can call me out when I'm uh, no, but, when I'm doing this. But paying attention to those mindless, just grab a bite, grab a handful, you know, even, you know, eating a couple of fries off of someone else's plate, you know, eating bread, you know, out of the bread basket before you get your actual meal, all of those different, you know, little increments of calories add up. And when we're not paying attention to it, it feels like, I don't know, I eat like everyone else. I don't know where the weight is coming from. Yeah. And the other thing that that we tend to do as humans is we tend to really underestimate how much is in a handful. Oh my gosh, I have such big hands. <laughs> yeah. And like, especially, especially when you're eating something that is super calorie dense, like, uh, like a handful of nuts. Like, yeah. Like you just think, oh, a handful of nuts, that's not much. Like a handful of nuts can easily be a couple hundred calories, just like one handful. And if you're like me and you like pick up a handful that's overflowing, it could be three or 400 calories. And we think, oh, it's just a handful. That's not much. Um, so we don't we don't realize how much that adds up throughout the day as we're grazing. Well, and if you say to yourself, I don't graze, I never graze. My hands are in my pocket all the time. Guess what? We have a number of of additional ways you might be eating that you haven't even thought about. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I don't know. Like you might You're getting think, like, very <laughs> aggressive. I don't uh-huh. know. We caught you. Yeah. But after the last episode, did you say to yourself, there couldn't be more ways to eat? <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> Wait, there are. There are. You know, we should offer a service where you come and like install <laughs> nanny cams, <laughs> nanny cams in people's places. And then you can just like, aha, people, <laughs> you call them on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I just have like a little push button. Uh, uh, Jam, I see you eating that. <laughs> 
24, 24 seven monitoring oh of gosh. your eating behaviors. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, so we did maybe, uh, the, our next category is maybe my favorite episode of the podcast that we have <laughs> ever done. It made us unheralded. Laugh. It but made us laugh really hard. And I don't think any listeners particularly enjoyed it as much as we did. We even Donald went to the dark web, I'm assuming. And, <laughs> oh yeah. And no, got I get everything from the dark web. Sexy jazz music. Some I did. Se- sexy after dark jazz music to play uh, on our Walt after dark. I, I paid to license that music just for one we episode. We only look thin after dark. The forbidden episode. The forbidden episode. The episode that dare not speak it, its name. It was too hot for TV. Too hot for TV. <laughs> <laughs> the forbidden episode. I actually found my notes on that and I'm very proud of it. Uh, but uh, we're talking about after dark eating. Yeah. I was good all day, man. The day belongs to to the job. This is a huge one the day for me. Belongs also, to by the way, work and all the like, all the errands to do and all the things to do. And I've been so good, so good. Yeah, and, and really, it it is it is that that idea that you are sticking to your plan all day, and you get to dinner even, and you're fine. And then suddenly, like this happens to me. Suddenly after dark, I just sort of lose it. Like I'll just be like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna have one treat and then that one treat turns into like five or six or seven treats and before i know it i'm like you know 500 a thousand more calories over my my daily goal when i didn't intend to and and this took this has taken a lot of work for me to get over uh throughout the years well and it's sort of that like you you hold up all of this pent up, like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You're making all these decisions. Oh, I'm, I'm being perfect all day. And then by the time night comes around, you're exhausted. You've, you've given everything to everyone else, to the job, to your, you know, all of your responsibilities. And then that's why at night there's that, like, that, uh, what, what is it called? Like procrastinate sleep? That's not what it's called at all. Uh, uh but decision fatigue? There's decision fatigue, but like you revenge, you stay up later than you mean to to scroll the internet. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, it's it's like to sleeping. Or oh, something. I can't remember. It's like yeah, you put off going to sleep as sort of revenge because this is my time, and right. then what you're actually doing is is sort of shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Um, so you're you're good all day. You're virtuous all day, and then at night that belongs to you. That's when you know you see the commercials with the person eating the single dove chocolate and they're like i'm going to sleep now that doesn't happen you like get the whole bag and you eat it all this can be done alone which is totally okay it's fine or it can be done with others you're either the like i i'm eating alone at night for comfort i'm eating because my husband is out and he can't you know he oh it's his bowling night i don't know guys bowl (laughs) yeah right I guess people still have bowling nights, probably. Yeah. It seemed like a really big thing on like 70s and 80s TV shows yeah. for like husbands to go bowling all the time. Right. But you're either you're by yourself and you're bored, so you eat. Or maybe everyone else is sitting down on the couch to watch, I don't know what shows, The, the Closer. I don't know what shows people are watching right now. <laughs> yeah, The you're- Closer <laughs> is the hot show right now. It's so hot right now. Yeah. But you're sitting on the couch and you get the popcorn and you get the candy and it's like cuddling. So it can happen in many different ways. But that being virtuous during the daytime and then becoming your true self, uh, your dark self uh, at night is something that happens. And uh, Donald actually put in the notes, you eat well during the day, but snack like the Dickens at night. <laughs> I and, did, I wrote. And what is the Dickens? Snack like the Dickens at night. Is it the night. Charles Dickens? Who's the Dickens? Yeah, I don't know, like the- but... But you know what it means when you yeah. do Yeah, <laughs> but you know yeah. what happens. And look, just quickly before we move on to the next one, there is also a phenomenon of um, that your decision-making capability erodes as the day goes on. And this is why I don't think enough people talk about how critical getting a good night's sleep is. And and I know Catherine just, just touched on it, but um, the, the longer you stay awake, the less likely you are to make good decisions as the day goes on. And that's definitely part of it. Yeah. And this, uh, this actually ties into our next two categories as well. So we can continue to talk about it, but, uh, Donald, what's the next one? The next one is that you undereat and then overeat. Yep. Um, and, and this usually manifests itself on, uh, most of the time, this is when some sort of special occasion happens like Thanksgiving or a wedding or a party or, or something like that. 
you know that a big meal is coming up uh, for you, uh, you know, a meal that you're going to indulge in. And so you decide to really restrict your calories all morning um, or, you know, for the first part of the day. And then you get to that meal and then you just all of your inhibitions are gone because you're just too hungry. Um, So I guess this isn't exactly non-hunger based, but you've kind of like put yourself into a position where you've gotten yourself too hungry so that when you start eating, you just go way, way, way over more than you would have if you had just sort of had a sensible like morning and afternoon before whatever this meal is. Well, and a lot of times when we do that as well, whether it's like, oh, well, tonight is, you know, I'm going out with friends. It's a work day, so I won't eat all day. And then I'll totally go overboard tonight. But the thing that happens with that too, not only do we overeat then, but the next morning we are super duper hungry because we've just eaten a lot the night before. Our stomachs are stretched out and then we get those early morning cravings. So not only does it, you know, you're, you're sabotaging the day, but you're also affecting the day after because I know when I overeat a lot at night, the next morning I wake up like, ooh, what can I eat now? So you're you, you're sort of unregulating yourself by doing that. It is a, it is a weird phenomenon too, and I know this isn't exactly um, on topic, but all of these things do take a certain amount of practice. Like when I when I just sort of decide over a holiday week or something to just wing it, it becomes so oh. much harder to get back into it uh, after that period of time, as opposed to like. When I just do it consistently every day, then it's just like, oh, it's fine. It's like, it's not a problem. But like, when you say wing it, it seems like you imagine like a little, little tiny bird wing, little tiny (laughs) hummingbird. But then when you overeat like that, it's more like the spruce goose and you can't even, like the plane that couldn't fly because you're so loaded down with carbs and trying to get it all in too. It's like, I got to get it all out of my system. Yeah, I may have done, I may have done quite a bit too much of that over the the last week of uh, December this past year. Well, and you can also do, which is a part of that under eat overeat thing is that i went to uh see taylor swift taylor swift swifty swifty brag uh, much back brag much a long time ago uh before her era's tour and i was super duper into weight loss at that point <laughs> i was super duper into it donald and i went and they <laughs> so, had so i'm like now i'm like now where you're not really but i was like trying to be perfect so I didn't eat any of like the artisanal foods. Oh yeah, at I remember the concert. This. I had like seltzer water while everyone else was enjoying themselves. So I underate then and thought I like I I left like with a little halo over my head. And then I came home and I ate all of our teenagers' janky snacks because I had pent up so much. Like I'm so good, I'm so good, I'm so good. Then I ended up eating like 1,200 calories of like yodels or whatever when I got home instead of eating something. <laughs> yodels. <laughs> I don't know what. I haven't thought about yodels in a really I don't know long that I've time. ever, I don't know. There's a yodel, there's a bugle, uh, there's many uh, pipey type snacks, but I ended up just eating janky food instead of I don't of remember what, what the difference between a yodel and a bugle is. Are they basically the same thing with different names? I don't know. I think the daily bugle. If, if you know, please <laughs> you know. drop us an email. But I really think the point of your story was <laughs> oh, that, what, that, what would you think that you're basically Taylor Swift's best friend. Yeah. Is no, really... It was a fantastic show. I became a Swifty that very night. So if, if you know, Swifties want to start listening to this show to hear like who your Taylor Swift's best friend is, they, they really should. All right, Travis Kelsey, you get on with it. <laughs> Whoa, you know who Travis Kelsey is. That's I do. amazing. Um, okay, so, uh, oh no, the next one's yours. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of talking. You did a lot of talking. We try to swap, we try to switch it out yeah. just to, to, to go with it. Okay, so this one is uh, unplanned eating or unwilling to plan, which I I think I was thinking of Donald because he actually came up with that unwilling part. And this is essentially like every episode of our show (laughs) is basically what we have, what we talk about. A combined 100 years experience. 100 years of experience trying to plan. Yeah, Yeah. over 100 years experience. Yeah. In this room. You're calling out my age at this this point, aren't you? Yeah, in this room. Um, And so this is sort of, you know, I I haven't planned. I didn't plan ahead of time. So, oops, I'm surprised. And now I'm going to eat. Or 
you do what I did for many, many years, and I just was unwilling to plan, or I would, in air quotes, forget to plan. Oh, I don't have time for oh, that. Oh, no. So and so, so, like, it's too much effort to plan. I'll just order takeout, or I just don't feel like planning, so I'll just order takeout. Like, it, you know, giving myself that sort of excuse, like, well, I didn't grocery shop, so I don't have any food in the place, and now I'm tired because I just worked a whole day. I guess I have to order takeout. Or I, uh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I haven't eaten anything. I'm sure I'll be fine. And yeah. then do what I do, which was get a Coca-Cola and a Lay's potato chips at the checkout because I was starving and dizzy by the time I was leaving the grocery store. That is a rookie mistake. Yeah. And look, I used to lie to myself a lot about this particular one. And I would, I would, you know, I'd go do errands like an hour before lunchtime, something like that, and then suddenly be out for a couple of hours and I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm so starving now. Like I have to get Sparrow and an Orange Julius <laughs> from the mall where I'm running errands for some reason. I, I needed to go to Hot Topic and get some new t-shirts. <laughs> in a larger size yeah, because in of a lar- all- That's right, in a larger size because I keep eating Sparrow and Orange Julius for some reason. But those seemingly irrelevant decisions is a really big category that I know Gretchen Rubin talks about, about the sort of like you just happen into these, like, I never expected to be starving when I go to Costco. I didn't know that it was too for like, I didn't know that they were going to give away samples on Saturdays, but they always do. Like, how did I even know that that was a thing? Yeah. And when we're setting ourselves up for failure by stumbling into these situations, week after week after week. And I did that. What I mean, I, I know ha, 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 100 years of experience, but like every single day was a magical surprise. Another big surprise was that like, oh, on the way home from Target is the KFC right on the corner. And oh, it's right there. Like, oh, and I'm hungry. What yeah, a surprise. Exactly. Like, those like the, ooh, the route you take home all the time happens to be right past a KFC. And we do that and then act like we are a victim of circumstance instead of just time and time again setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah, we're adults. We can look at a clock and we can remember the last time we ate before we leave the house to go do those errands and and realize that, hey, you know what? I might get really hungry like before I get home. Maybe I should do something about that before I go. Well, and for me, I know that this is actually something that I struggle with. Some of it has to do with how much energy I have. But so often I say like, well, I don't know what I, I'm going to want. So I'm just not going to plan. Like who knows what lunch like me will want. I better just wing it at the time. Like, But when I do that, I end up just going for, again, with that decision fatigue thing of like, I just want something delicious and crunchy and salty and fatty. I'm never going to be like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Oh, there's carrots. Oh, delicious. Like that, I'm never going for the carrots when I'm making those impulsive decisions. Yeah. And this one isn't as much a problem for me, but a lot of people, um, and I know Catherine is one of them, uh, say like, I just don't know what I'm going to feel like at the time. So I can't plan my meals ahead. And and that that may be true, but I also think that that is a, is an excuse to like to not be prepared for yeah. for food. Like I think I think you know one thing you could do if you just don't know what you feel like is like have four things ready to go, yeah. and like then you can like still have some some choice at the time. Well, and we've done we've done episodes too about you know the idea of like keeping a simple snack in your glove box that is a non super uh you know not hyper palatable but sort of a a plain food that will fill your stomach along the way if yeah. you do get in a pinch we can plan for those unplanned events even though we don't know what they are another big one for me was the like oh i'm late for an appointment but i haven't eaten yet what a surprise you know what i'm just going to grab like a really unsatisfying snack while I head out yeah, the door. Yeah, like I'll wolf down a couple of granola bars or something because that's all I have time for. And then like you've eaten all these unsatisfying, like, like you know, intense calories. Yeah. And another like of those like seemingly irrelevant decisions, this is kind of like the big last, you know, hurrah one, is that like I'm making things for other people. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to make cookies for our daughter, for her class, because I want to be a good mom. But, oh, 
gee, I ate literally half of the raw cookie dough before I made cookies. Right. Or or like, oh, I accidentally broke a couple. Well, I can't send those to the school. I better eat them. Well, and the like, oh, I'm making it for people in the office. I used to do this all the time. I would go buy bagels for the office because I'm such a good friend. But I would get the bagel for myself plus the, you know, the, the baker's dozen 13. So I would eat that in the car. And then I would eat bagels with my colleagues. So by the time 9 a.m. rolled around, I had had three bagels. And I don't know why I'm weighing as much as I weigh. Yeah. Like, because I was eating in secret and like, <laughs> and I was actually not a team player. I just wanted to eat bagels and make it seem like I was buying them for other people. Absolutely. Okay. So the next category is self-negotiating and we've done uh, multiple episodes on this and I believe we based a few of them in a row on an article written by Alice Boyce who, uh, I only bring her up because we've mentioned her a lot lately because Catherine and I are both listening to the audiobook of the Healthy Mind Toolkit and finding it really uh, useful and eye-opening. I was going to say like a personal attack. Yeah, also like a personal <laughs> attack. Um, but self-negotiating is doing that thing where you say like – you're on your plan, but then suddenly like an opportunity for something comes along and you'll say to yourself something like, oh, that burger looks so good. Well, you know what? I'll go ahead and eat it and then I'll just eat f- even fewer calories tomorrow. Hot. Or you know what? I'll work out an extra half hour at the gym later, which aka, by the way, like working out an extra half hour doesn't burn off as many calories as you think it does. Um, but you know, or or you would say to yourself that like I deserve this treat. Yeah. I've I I wasn't going to eat this. I had, hadn't planned on it, but you know what? I've had such a hard day. I'm so upset. Like you know, Jim and accounting was really mean to me today. Uh, I really deserve this to to make myself feel better. Well, and it's that like oh well, you only live once. Like yes, you know what? fear of missing out. Like yes. fear of missing out. Like you know what? I'll just I'll do it today. But the tomorrow me it will be virtuous. The tomorrow me will figure it out. Like almost. We actually, uh, because maybe we're not good parents, I don't know, we had our daughter do some homework yesterday, and she finished a certain percentage, and was like, okay, do you want to do one more part today, or add an additional part yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, like, like we, we had basically told her she had to do five parts, and like she did two of them. We're like, well, do you want to do one more today, or three tomorrow? And she like instantly was like, three tomorrow. <laughs> we're like, why did we even ask <laughs> why that Why did we give her the option? Because, yeah. But that's what we do. It's always that like, I gladly, you know, I'll, I'll pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Oh my goodness, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you know that reference, then you need to uh, maybe uh, – <laughs> Take some Geritol. Take I don't know. Geritol. <laughs> Might be I, time for. <laughs> I knew that reference, but oh well. Uh, it's, uh, it's from Popeye, by the way, if you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that fake self actualization, the today me is going to get it out of their system. The tomorrow me is going to uh, to, to, to be virtuous. So uh, the next one, and that's that kind of falls into the next one, is the false scarcity, that limited time only, it's shamrock shake season, it's Girl Scout cookie season, I better eat it now because it's not going to be available later, and that like heightened idea that this is the only time I'm going to be able to do it. I know the holidays are a big time for that with like, well, I'm I'm not going to have, you know, this type of food again. I better just tank up on it now because it's not going to be available later. That is a really big issue. Yeah, I used to fall into that a lot, especially with pumpkin spice related things because I love pumpkin spice and I would just use that as an excuse. The fact that, well, I can only get this for, for this thing three to four month period of the year. So I better eat as much of it as humanly possible because then I won't get it again till that same three or four month period in at the same time this next year. Well, and another big part of that too is the, well, I can't make this at home and we don't go out that often. So I might as well get like, this is what we used to do with takeout love Indian food, love Thai food, love Chinese food. So many, who can buy all those spices? Not me. I right. can't buy all the, we don't have room for a spice. No, like, no one, no one has enough room for that many no, spices. we need to get an add on to the house. So we might as well each get an entree 
get another entree to share, get two appetizers and naan and rice and basmati. Like, get it all because we can't get it oh at home. Goodness. Like, this is like actually what we this used to do. This is what we used like, to do. Like, like multiple times a week, really. Even. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were not great partners back then. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, just to uh, keep going here, a lot of uh, fast food restaurants and uh, companies that try and sell treats do this too. We're like, like, you know, we only have the McRib for a limited time only. So you better like go get it while you can. Or, you know, we only have uh, our candy shaped like a Christmas tree for a very short time. So you better there, you better eat that. There are football shaped Reese's peanut butter cups. Are there? Yep. Oh, man. There now I need are, to go get some. But like, no, even, no, that's not what we're, <laughs> we're telling people not to no, do. But that. Like, I mean, and not that I have a peep problem, which is exactly why this episode is important for me to still listen to is like, oh, well, peeps are only for Easter. But now they they've got like a tree. Uh, what are the Christmas trees called? Christmas trees shaped peeps. And they've got <laughs> what are Christmas peeps? trees called? <laughs> What are those things? The trees, they're for Christmas. What are they called? But they have them in like every shape now. So yeah. you like, oh, now it's not, but oh, now I need to get the festive ones because I want to be a festive person. I'm a festive person. I oh, for sure. So yeah. Festive. <laughs> yeah, and you're also very go with the flow. Oh, we, we yeah. No, yeah. nobody is more go with the flow than I am. So those limited time things, the special colored thing, you know, the, the like green added color to things for green colored holidays. Just watch out, man. Just yes, indeed. Out. All right. So <laughs> I think we have come to the final category of these two episodes on uh, non-food-based eating. And I feel like maybe I shouldn't preface it, but I feel Ooh, like- I have something to preface. You preface and then I'll preface. I feel Let's like double down this on might be the hardest one for a lot of people. And I think it's one that we, we Catherine and I, get a lot of pushback on from people. And uh, it is called, or do you want me to not say it yet? No, because I'm going to preface it. Okay. I'm going to double down on the prefacing. All right. Don't you, look at your sheet because I'm going to preface. It? No, because I'm going to preface. Okay, go ahead, preface. You prefaced? <laughs> we spent all that time prefacing It's a for double you. preface. We're double preface. You know how like you get a book and you're like, there's a preface and then you like, you oh see gosh. the preface and you're like, almost don't even want to read the I book because ne- the preface I is too long. prefaces. <laughs> but also like the PPS, like we could post postscript or yeah. like, pre-preface. Okay. So I'm pre-prefacing with this is... This is a generational one. This is something that has been drilled down on us since we were a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's so true. This is the, like, this goes back to the Great Depression. And we're talking like, about generational. Catherine and I are, are in Gen X. I think this is even harder for uh, for baby boomers. To yeah, and, with. like, the greatest generation. We don't, like, and, and this is actually, okay, this is a big preface, and I'm done prefacing. Donald, tell us what it is. It is value-based eating value we're getting the value we have to get our money's worth and this this can manifest itself in the form of like you gotta clean your plate clean your plate because there are starving people you can't waste that food you have to eat it all like whether you are full or not whether you're still hungry or not you have to eat all of that food because otherwise you're the worst person in the world because you've wasted some food Uh, i used to watch candid camera when i was a kid and my grandfather was not impressed by it, uh, but he – and again, greatest generation, right? Uh, whatever. But they would throw cream pies in people's faces for fun. Yeah. And now like upon reflection as a grown-up, I'm like, that's not a if fun – If someone threw a cream pie in my face, I'd be pretty mad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like- I'd be pretty mad. Although maybe if it was delicious, maybe I wouldn't be as but mad. But I think gran- I'd be pretty mad. But there are starving people in fill in the blank. And I I said maybe it was shaving cream, which is not a great thing to get that, in your yeah, face. Yeah, that's almost worse. But that wasting food, there are like there is actual food scarcity in the world. I there was a period in my youth where we had very little money and had to count pennies and like coins to go buy food. So I get it. Like there is actual need in the world for cleaning your plate but for those of us with disordered eating patterns that like don't waste it 
eat it. You like don't put it in the trash can. Like put it in your mouth. And it's it's even worse for people who really like the taste of food yeah. and justify it that way. But if you're if you're not hungry and you're just forcing yourself to finish something because you're you're afraid to waste it. Like that is is making like taking two wrongs and thinking that it makes something right. It's like you are not only not only did you over order whatever that food is, you're you're almost punishing yourself by then eating too many calories and making yourself less healthy by going ahead and eating all that food. Yeah, but so many people and like Donald said, like, well, don't waste the food, just save it for later. Like, don't, you know, don't throw out the leftovers, have it for tomorrow. Leftovers did not make it home for me. I would get in the car and eat the leftovers by the time I got home. So it wasn't another meal for me. It was just more of the same meal for me. There's also the, like, the the two-for-one deal. You can't, you gotta yeah. get two-for-one. There's the free extra, you know, you get the free appetizer or the free entree or the, like, you know, the the date special night. Or just free food in general. Like some, you know, like you, you're in a situation where there's free food. It's like, well, I, you know, I, when am I going to get free food again? I better eat as much as possible. Like there's, there's sort of an attitude or, or, you know, and I wouldn't really recommend this. You go to like an all you can eat, like multiple trips place. And you're like, well, if I don't the challenge go back, accepted, right, exactly. <laughs> if I don't go back at least four times, then I've wasted my money on, on this meal. Like I need to like get the value out of it. I need to like eat as much as possible or somebody, somebody treats you to food or offers you free food it's almost like well i have to eat it because it's free like and you don't have to especially if you're you know your bigger concern is your health and your weight management well and there's this super size like like it's oh only yeah 25 cents one. more and you are telling me that you don't want twice as much food for only 25 cents yeah more? The, the classic example is like the popcorn bucket at the movie theater yeah. you're like oh it's only 50 cents more for the large but then then you're eating like so much more and so many more calories. Well, and a big one that Donald faced, which I'm glad I'm I'm gonna say I'm glad I never had to do it. The perks of the job. Perks Donald of the job. Had just truck after truck of indulgent food. Yeah, when for you work service. on movies and TV shows, they just the hours are so brutal and the conditions sometimes are so bad. <laughs> they just throw food at people to keep morale up and they'll, they'll bring in specialty trucks and then lunch is free. And, and there is like, there is a job on set, which is like the job. The whole job is to provide snacks for the rest of the crew members. And so, that person generally like they have a table or a truck like full of snacks that you can just go get whenever you want and that person would then also bring in like treats they'd like bring in like hot soup or like ice cream cones or like a hot dog like cart or something like all the time and these were like perks of my job and it really was hard for me to get over the idea of like if i keep eating all of this free stuff because it's a perk of a job I'm like never going to hit my goal weight. And it really took a lot for me to to like figure that out and then start bringing my own food to work and eat that. And, and you know, I would highly recommend that if this is you, that you start looking at that as well. Yeah. And I mean, and Donald even called it this, that value-based eating, getting the value meal, getting the super size, getting the the free extra. We want to feel like we've won. Like, yes. We won because we had a coupon. We won because we got a two for one. We like the other day at the grocery store, they were having two for one on like loaves of bread. And I was like, I do not need two loaves of bread. Right. Like our daughter occasionally has a sandwich and I like a piece of toast. I am not going to take it even though it is free because my instincts will be, that's going to go bad if I don't finish it. Got to finish it before it goes bad. Yeah. I actually have a policy in place for myself that I only do that if it's something I would buy anyway and if it's something that won't go bad yeah. in the time at which I would normally eat whatever the free one is. Like, so if it's buy two, get one free, like I would have to 
ordinarily consume all three of those like packages of whatever it is before it would go bad because like and if and if it doesn't meet those conditions then i just don't do it yeah well another uh we were talking about this in walt place we only look thin place the other day about reasons for overeating and one of them was there isn't enough for a full meal oh yeah for tomorrow and yeah, it's like, just well, like I it's a shame i can't put this away because it's just like it's just like a quarter of a burrito like who's going to eat a quarter of a burrito right or like well a serving size is three but there's four left so i might as well just like throw out the container because there's just the dregs left at the bottom and like that sort of false like well it's not worth even throwing it out or it's taking up room so i'm just going to finish it off and Look, we these the lists that we have made are all things that we have done in our lifetimes. Yeah, like in both of these episodes, if you go back and listen to each one of these things, I've done all of these things and a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, especially prior to uh, six years ago. Yeah, and for us, I th- like we said at the beginning, and I think we said on the last episode, we have so many blind spots in the way we think about how we eat, what is fair, what is not fair, how we see other people eating, and ways to sort of justify our food choices. Well, I don't have enough time. Well, I don't have enough flexibility. I'm on a budget. Like, it's free. All of these different things that keep us stuck in unhelpful patterns. And we have talked about ways to make foods a priority, decide when you're going to indulge in certain treats, because none of this is about restriction. Like we mentioned that early in in the episode about like, well, I can't have this and I can't have that because I'm on a diet. Yeah. We are talking about showing restraint. And once you see those patterns and how they're actually affecting your ability to take care of yourself, you have more agency to kind of go like, Holy smoke of doodles. I like I No one talks about like that except you. What? You said you did something like the Dickens and I say smoke a doodles. Yeah, that's so true. I do. I actually say that. She um, adds a doodles to a lot of words throughout the day. Yeah, I'm kind of like a Ned Flanders kind a of bit, situation, yeah. but uh-huh. I'm not mad about it. I don't I don't know. This is a clean show. I can say a doodle. Look, Everybody's you, you gotta be who you are and do the things you love. You do. But those opportunities that we have to say, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Self-awareness is part of sustainable change. And once we see the patterns of behavior that we have, the more agency we can take in our choices and the more purposeful we can be about like, Oh gosh, I didn't realize I was eating janky like bugles all the, and not, not the bugle company, Mr. and Mrs. Bugle of the Bugle <laughs> Gazette, I don't know. The the Bugle Empire. Bugle like, Unlimited yeah. uh, <laughs> LLC or something, yeah. But like instead of going like, "Oh gosh, I like wasted all of these calories on that," where I could have had something that I really really care about and really like. Being able to decide what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, and how you're going to eat it feels a lot better than feeling bad about everything that you're eating and being a victim to like, oh my gosh, how do I get out of this like mire that I've found myself in? So we, again, two episodes. In this episode, we talked about grazing, eating after dark, arc, arc. Arc. Uh, sorry, I'm doing my own <laughs> <laughs> sound effect. Yeah. In that episode, we did the arc, arc, arc. Uh, the undereating and overeating, unplanned eating, unwilling to plan, self negotiation, false scarcity, and value based eating. What are you doing? What do you notice about those patterns? And the big question in the end is how is it serving you? And are you happy with the results? And if you're ready to change, we know that you can do it because we have done it. Taking accountability for yourself and deciding how to fit foods into your life is 
what sustainable weight loss and weight maintenance is about. And again, we know if we can do it, you can do it too. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for taking agency in your life to listen to uh, this episode of We Only Look Thin. Uh, We are truly grateful for each and every one of you. And um, we uh, have all of our episodes. Well, the most recent 300 are available on all of the major podcast platforms. But if you would like to go back to episode one, uh, like the uh, photo uh, uh, person who <laughs> who uh, left us that Apple Podcast review, whose name I can't 100 percent remember. Priority right now. photo. Priority photo. Uh, if you would like to go back to li- and listen from episode one, like priority photo, you can find all of our e- episodes uh, still anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support and accountability and helping one another through all of these blind spots and these excuses that we make and coming up with solutions to help you uh, get a better relationship with your emotions and your food choices. We do weekly Zoom meetings. There are subgroups groups for uh, additional sort of breakout sessions uh, for uh, for different uh, issues. So we have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see uh, to decide if Wolt Place is right for you. Again, we we get as much out of anything as we put into it. So the more you invest, I still need accountability. I still need to show up. I still need to examine my food choices after all of these years. And staying present in those choices has really helped me. And I know that it helps others in Wolt Place too. So uh, give us a check it out. Yes, indeed. So check it out. And you can also interact with us on social media. You can find us at We Only Look Thin on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can send us an email, just like listener Dave did, uh, that inspired not one, but two episodes of this show. Uh, If you have a question for us, if you have some uh, podcast ideas, if there's... If you're not sure if we have done an episode on something before, uh, you can send us an email uh, or you can just, uh, you know, say hello. Uh, give us a shout out. Uh, give us a uh, some compliments. We love hearing from you. And you can do that at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can be like priority photo, yeah. head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. Not only like in all honesty, does it really mean so much to us personally personally to know that we're a part of your weight loss journey venture, but it also helps others find us when they are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. So uh, please take a minute. Not only does it help us, it helps others. And you want to help others, don't you? Yeah, that is that is probably the best uh, way you can help the show at no cost to you Yeah, uh, is to leave us a rating on uh, specifically Apple Podcasts. I mean, look, leave us a review on whatever platform you're on, but Apple uh, still kind of rules the podcast world, and it really does uh, help the show grow if you leave us a review there. Yep. And another way to help the show grow uh, is word of mouth. Uh, if you could just tell somebody about it, that would really be helpful. If it comes up in conversation... Um, if you find our, uh, our shenanigans helpful, uh, and you could just let somebody know about that. If you're online, if you're in a, uh, discord group or a Facebook group, or you're on the dark web, the dark web on, or the, or the light Reddit, web, <laughs> yeah. if you're in a, a Reddit sub, a subreddit and, uh, it seems appropriate to <laughs> the dark web or the light web. I like that. Um, uh, give us a shout out. It really does help the show grow. It sure does. So if you are still thinking about trying to hire Catherine to install teddy bear cams (laughs) in your home so that she can keep you on your plan... Instead, just remember that Catherine and I and Dave and Priority Photo are an an inspiration. Depending on the money, I might actually... I'd be into, like... (laughs) little surveillance. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah. Get a little fly swatter, hit people. Yeah, no kidding. With a teddy bear? I don't know. Anyway.
The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.